Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, day two of ACC week, and we're covering a team that has had its struggles, of course, the last couple years, but hoping to take that first step towards becoming a national power again. Ryan, what's our question for today? Our question is, will Florida State make a bowl game in 2021? All right, so we will answer that question, of course, at the end of the episode. But uh, first, I want to start with Mike Norvell, of course, there. Still sort of new head coach. Trey, what are your thoughts on him after after year one? I'm going to keep my exact same thoughts uh, and totally ignore last year. Uh, you know, most times new coaches come aboard amid turmoil or late in the process and will generally refer to their, their first year as year zero. I can't find more of a case of that than, than Norvell last year. Uh, you know, he was hired in an offseason that had COVID, of course. There was a lack of spring ball. And then during the, the season itself, he, he COVID, uh, Norvell got COVID. Uh, there were transfers. There were a plethora of injuries. It just nothing really allowed Seminole fans to really get a sense of what Norvell can bring to the table. And, but they did show glimpses of what they can be. They upset North Carolina and Tallahassee. 75% of their roster was underclassmen. It was the most in the nation. So there is no reason in my eyes to to write him off yet. Yeah, I agree. I think most fans are have kind of forgiven last year because of everything he brought up. And what I think is really exciting people and exciting me as an outsider is is the recruiting for that 2022 class. It's got off to a great start. They've got a couple five stars in that class already. It's early, but they look they look like they're doing the right things to, you know, bring in that elite talent. Yeah, I'm, I was kind of low to start on Norvell going into last year, uh, and I, I'm, I'm I guess I'm slightly lower. I mean, the product on the field wasn't good. Three and six, no matter how you slice it, isn't good. They had several uh, NFL players on the defense, terrible defense still. The, 20, the last year's class, the true freshman coming in, is 23rd ranked. Um, I mean, I know it's COVID, but that's just that's you need you need talent right away. You need to you know that's just another year of where you're not getting the top talent. So these kids for 2022, great, they're not going to make an impact till two years from now at least so that's uh ways away for for him yeah i will say they did focus on transfers in that last class understandably so, so and and really most first-year coaches didn't bring in great classes so i'm not as down on that year one classes as maybe you are but uh well let's talk about the team this year and what we expect so offensively last year they were 69th in sp plus which was not nice and no. that's almost guaranteed to improve here in 2021. Uh, the running game was actually weirdly good last year. A good group of running backs, offensive line backs. So that should continue. The passing game is, of course, the major question mark. And really the X factor is who's going to start at quarterback. It's either Jordan Travis or the transfer coming in from UCF, Mackenzie Milton. And Travis, I would think they're both going to play because Travis is too good of a runner to, to keep off the field. He's a great weapon there. You're hoping, of course, that Mackenzie Milton is the starter, though, because his upside as a passer, I mean, we've seen it, is is great. So um, hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully that's the case. The receiving core, though, is still somewhat of a question mark. Pokey Wilson was solid last year. He's back. They added Andrew Parchment, who at least has some experience from Kansas. But other than that, it's, for the most part, very inexperienced players. I mean, talented, true freshmen and young guys, but no known commodities. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head on on the quarterback play. It was just wildly in- inconsistent last year. They actually had four different starters in the nine nine games that they played. So 
obviously, whoever it is, if it's Milton or Travis or both, they have to at least show some stability or improve on on those passing numbers. Uh, you know, the bigger issue with the Seminoles over the last few years has been the offensive line. This year, they have some stability there. All five starters are back uh, with some more experienced depth behind them. They're not necessarily going to be stalwarts, but that unit undoubtedly will improve. Um, and, you know, you mentioned, Michael, some of the youth movement at the receiving core, obviously Wilson and, and Parchment. But on the, some, I feel like one of those freshmen or those young guns, Malik McLean, Dustin Hill, Joshua Burrell, one or two of those guys is going to step up and, and help help that quarterback play. Um, but uh, I'm overall, overall, I am pretty encouraged because I'm confident that the running game with their stable of backs can continue off of what they did last year. All right. How about the defense, Ryan? Uh, yeah. Ugh, boy, that was bad. Uh, really bad last year. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was. That was super bad. And they had five guys from that defense that went off to the NFL. Um, yet it was the second yeah. worst defense in the ACC. Had some of them injured and yeah, but it, yeah. and opt outs I mean, at certain yeah, points. Teams but yeah. just, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's, but it's, it's hard to imagine that they're going to be worse, uh, than they were last year. That was, that was a bad one for them. Um, they did, Hit transfers pretty hard, no doubt about it. Uh, one of the biggest ones they got was from Georgia, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, he should help out quite a bit on that D-line, help with that pass rush. Um, but uh, to me, it's a, I think it's a problem if you're going to be relying on – they're going to be relying, I think, five transfers on that defense. That's just – it's like feels like you're plugging holes. I mean, I'm sure they'll you know help a little bit here and there, but um, it's just not the way you want to build your, your, your program as from the, the ground up. So I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, secondary is going to be really young freshmen and sophomores. That's a concern. Um, the talent is okay. It's fine, but it's just, uh, I don't know. They got to put the pieces together. Hopefully another year of, uh, full, you know, practices and whatnot will be able to help them. They do have some decent linebackers. Like I'm going to give them that Amari Gaynor and Emmett Rice, Steven Dix. It's a good trio. Uh, they got a linebacking core there, but, uh, I, I don't think this is going to be a good defense at all. Uh, bottom half of the ACC for sure in my eyes um but i don't think they're going to be 13th out of 14 like they were uh last year well, i guess 13 out of 15 last year if you count Notre yeah. Dame. but and i you know i agree with most of what you said about the defense um and those young guys in the secondary a lot of them got a ton of snaps last year um, yeah so so they hopefully they should they should improve and i think the transfers though i hear what you're saying like ideally you're coming in you'd want to just bring in all high school guys and really you know not have to plug holes but I think Mike Norvell is looking at, like, if I don't plug some of these holes and become competent, how am I going to sell to future recruits? What If we go four and eight again, um, you know, how am I going to be able to recruit and sell it to fans? So he's thinking, I've got to kind of toe that line where I'm bringing in transfers that are going to help us now um, so we can be competent. So then, you know, this 2022 class and future classes there, I'm going to go heavy high school and kind of replenish the talent that way. So. I think it's a good plan, um, but yeah, defensively, I don't expect them to be very good. Adam Fuller, I think, is still a question mark as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, how about the schedule, Trey? They have one of the, the tougher schedules out there. Um, the non-conference slate, I have to at least say, is really difficult since they, they bookend the season playing Notre Dame and Florida. That's uh, that's pretty brutal to start and end. But then within the ACC, they drew a, a tough slate because they have to play at Clemson, uh, but also the two toughest coastal division teams in North Carolina and Miami, at least in the preseason. Uh, they, looking at the way the schedule shapes out, they, they're going to have to win games in the first half of the year because their last five games are awfully difficult. 
yeah, it's a pretty brutal schedule, second half of the, the season. Yep. So uh, just overall difficult. Um, so let's get to the question. Will Florida State make a bowl game in 2021? I am going to say they don't. Um, I'm going to say they go five and seven. There's just too many question marks in my eyes. Um, if everything hits well, okay, then yeah, of course they could win eight, maybe even nine type type nine type of games. But um, overall, way too many question marks. I'm just not sure what they're going to be able to do well. I think the running game last year, okay, it was actually pretty solid. That's the one thing that could be a strength. However, if Mackenzie Milton takes over at quarterback then all of a sudden they lose a lot of that running ability that they had last year on Jordan Travis, who led the team in rushing. So I'm, I'm just a little concerned. Like, I don't think they're going to be good, uh, great through the, through the air, even if Mackenzie Milton is the guy. I don't like the receiving core. Um, so I think that's going to be a struggle. But defensively, I don't think they're good against the run or the pass. So I just, I like the, I like the, the other teams in the ACC better. Uh, I really do. Like teams like BC and uh, even Pitt type of those teams, I like them better. Yeah, the middle of the ACC is pretty competitive this year, so yeah, I could see this one going either way. I was very 50-50 on it. Um, obviously, making a bowl game is the goal. Like, If you're a Florida State fan, yeah. I think the yeah. realistic Florida State fans are like, that would be good. With this brutal of a schedule, 6-6, six and six, we can build on. Um, and I think you know, I think the offense will take some, some major strides with a full offseason for Norvell to implement the system. Um, so I'll say they do. I'll say they go 6-6 six and six and... You know, if they don't, though, I think it's that defense holding them back. Well, and their over under is about five and a half, so it's it is like kind of a coin flip. Uh, I bit last year, went over, uh, ended up being a mistake. I'm going to say they they don't make a bowl game this year. There's just too many questions for me that need to be answered. Uh, they need, you know, is the defense going to stop giving up big plays? Are they going to get more of a pass rush with guys like Jermaine Johnson? The O line needs to be better in pass protection. Uh, do the transfers all gel, you know, and then, and even if these things all pan out, they have to deal with that schedule. But I do think, I think to be honest, I know it's weird to point out one game, but I think that first game against yeah. Notre Dame, I, I think they have to win that. If they win that game, they're about a 10 point dog. Then that can give them some confidence going into that first half of the year, which is a little bit easier because they don't want to have to string together wins in the back half of that schedule so that week one game is very important in my eyes yeah and if notre dame you know they lose a lot so maybe first game of the season might be the time to get them wouldn't wouldn't shock me um all right well thanks for watching the college football bros if you're watching on youtube subscribe to the podcast on spotify and apple Podcasts as well because the we have links in the description below right now the content is the same in both venues but once the season starts and throughout the off season we've got different content there so would really appreciate that and we'll be back tomorrow discussing who we prefer in the coastal between virginia tech or sorry north carolina and miami trying to sneak virginia tech in there but (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you tomorrow you've been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.